Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, family? What's going on? It's your boy, Minister Bernard Marrow, back on PKN Radio. What's up? What's going on? Y'all already know I'm so excited, so grateful to reconnect with you all, so grateful and humble for the opportunity to share a word from the Lord with you. It's Friday night. Let's go. Let's get it. It's Friday night, and we are live on Facebook Live, on Instagram. We are live on Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm excited for the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What's going on? So once again, it's your boy, Minister Bernard Marrow, live on Purpose Kingdom Network. This is about Faith Be Good podcast, an hour of faith-building encouragement that will lift up the name of Jesus and draw all of God's children closer to him. There is a word from the Lord for you tonight. Come on, let's come together and press forward by faith, knowing that God always with us and he will always have us covered. All right? And so, family, as always, I'm going to open up in prayer. But I want to take a moment, shout out to all of my Facebook family, Shout out to all of my Instagram family. Shout out to all of my prayer line family. Shout out to all of my Purpose Kingdom Network family, all of God's messengers. Shout out to our CEO, Pastor Toy Daly. Uh, she does such a great job uh, with Purpose Kingdom Network. She's so faithful, and we thank God for her and for extending the invitation for all of us who are a part of Purpose Kingdom Network to be a part. Well, listen, check it out. Only got an hour, family, so I'm not going to waste no time. I want to get into the word of the Lord tonight that is for you. Amen. So I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer, and we're going to jump right in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Father, we love you. Father, we honor you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for all you're doing. We thank you for all you will do. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for healing and deliverance. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, favor. Thank you for your amazing love. Thank you for this moment. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We come together tonight to decree and declare, have your way, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Set the atmosphere where we are, God. Set the atmosphere for your word. We pray, Lord, that you bless your word, that it go forth boldly, that it be a blessing to your children, that we install it, live by it, and share it with others. We pray that someone will rise tonight and ask the most important question they will ever ask. What must they do to be saved? We thank you that as we lift up your name, Jesus, you will draw all under the sound of my voice 
closer to you. We come in agreement with your word, and we decree and declare tonight to you be all the honor, the glory, and the praise. It is in Jesus' matchless, all-powerful name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Family, are you excited about the word tonight? Are you excited about the word tonight? God is so good, and there is a word from the Lord for you. And I'm grateful that God chose me to be here on this day to pour it into you. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the say of the Lord tonight. All right? So check it out. We are in this new series titled, Keep Your Faith in Motion. Keep Your Faith in Motion. And tonight, we are on part six. Hallelujah. The By Faith Be Good podcast is live every third and fifth Friday of every month, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. And so I'm excited, family. We are in part six, and we're going to get into it tonight. And so tonight we're going to come out of Ecclesiastics chapter 9 and verse 11. Ecclesiastics chapter 9 and verse 11, all right? And I'm going to read this in the King James Version, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to read some of the beginning verses in the New Living Translation because I want you to get an understanding of what's happening uh, in this chapter. And so the focus of tonight is going to be process is mandatory. Now, for a lot of you who have been following me, you've been engaging with uh, the By Faith Be Good Ministry Incorporated pages for some time now. You've even may have been engaging with my personal pages, uh, Minister Bernard Marrow. Uh, if you've been rocking with me, you know at some at one point throughout my journey in ministry, the Lord had blessed me and used me to speak on the process is mandatory. I've spoken on this before, but there were other verses that the Lord had given at that time. Well, tonight, family, God has given me a new verse. He has opened my eyes. He has, I mean, this word has blessed me when I was writing it, when the Holy Spirit was speaking. I was writing it down, and it it was good to me, and I know and believe that it's going to be good to you, and it's my prayer that you receive it but that you also give God, the only true living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all of the honor, all of the glory, and all of the praise, because it all goes to him. All right, tonight we're continuing in this new series titled Keep Your Faith in Motion, part six. And tonight we're going to focus on the process is mandatory. All right? So Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, the word of the Lord says in the King James Version, it says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Can I read it again? 
Ah, glory to God. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. The word of the Lord says, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not given to the swift nor the, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. Now, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 in the King James Version. But I want to read some of the beginning verses because I want you to get an understanding of what's happening in this chapter, what uh, God is speaking through King Solomon, all right? And so I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. The word of the Lord says, this too Verse 1, this too I carefully explored. Even though the actions of godly and wise people are in God's hands, no one knows whether God will show them favor. No one knows whether God will show them favor. I carefully explored even Though the actions of godly and wise people are in God's hands, no one knows whether God will show them favor. The same destiny ultimately awaits everyone, whether righteous or wicked, good or bad, ceremonially clean or unclean, religious or irreligious. People receive the same treatment as sinners, and people who make promises to God are treated like people who don't. It seems so wrong that everyone under the sun suffers the same fate. Already twisted by evil, people choose their own mad course, for they have no hope. There is nothing ahead, just anyway. Hope only for the living. Now, check this out. Stop right there. And I'm going to go over what King Solomon was saying. So in this chapter, King Solomon finds out that everybody goes through the same situation. He finds out it don't matter if you're good, if you're bad. It don't matter if you're wise. It don't matter. Hallelujah. It don't matter if you're good, if you're bad. It don't matter if you're wise. It don't matter if you're righteous. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. If you had a bad path or a good path. What he's saying is everybody goes through the same situation. Everybody goes through the same struggles. Everybody faces the same challenges. Everybody, at some point in time throughout our lives, come against obstacles. Everybody, at some point throughout our lives, experience adversity and opposition. And so he's saying, it don't matter if you're good, if you're bad, if you're wise, if you're knowledgeable, if you have a great skill set, it don't matter. Deals with the same situations. He said it's God's decision whether if God decides to show favor or not. So let's get into it. We're going to focus on the process 
is mandatory. Position tonight as we are encouraged to keep our faith motion. So check it out, family. Unexpected but predictable circumstances are a part of life and often corrupt predictable flow and unpredictable circumstances are a part of life and often interrupt predictable flow of events. And so at times we cannot control or understand or perfectly anticipate what life has to offer at times. There may be many challenges throughout life, but what's important is that we do our best to stay consistent in our relationship with the Lord. Reading uh, this chapter of Ecclesiastics, you'll learn that no one is excluded from tough times in life. We'll learn that no one is excluded from tough times in life. No one is excluded from struggles, hardships, hurts, disappointments, the challenges of life. We learn that no one is excluded from death or being called home to be with the Lord. Whether called home to be with the Lord before Jesus returns or even still being here when Jesus returns, we all have to transition at some point in time. I'm going to say that again. Whether called home before uh, Jesus returns, Uh, to be with him, or whether if you're still here when Jesus returns, on that day of the rapture, uh, we're going to be caught up, those in Christ, and even the dead in Christ will rise first. And so at some point in time, we all will have to transition, right? So, uh, but the thing is, family, while we are here, are here, we can take comfort in knowing God is a promise keeper. We can take comfort in knowing God is faithful. We can take comfort in knowing God is our buckler. He is our protector. We can take comfort in knowing uh, until Jesus returns, we can still look forward to what God promised to do while we're here. We have to be consistent in our relationship with the Lord, no matter what comes our way, but we can take comfort knowing that God is in control. Walking in the purpose God created us to fulfill, telling this dark and dying world that Jesus lives, he saves, and he is available to all call on him who call on his name, because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so as we press forward, God provides what's needed to occupy until he comes. That's right. As we press forward, God provides what's needed for us to occupy the land uh, until he comes, to be fruitful and multiply to subdue and replenish the earth, to be productive and proactive in advancing God's kingdom in the earth. I'm going to say that one again. To be productive and proactive in 
visions and dreams, giving us a glimpse of the greater that's in store for us here, and because of the greater work he desires to do through us. God provides business ideas, strategies, creative and innovative downloads for us to succeed in life. We begin to find out ourselves, uh, we begin to find ourselves getting excited because of what God revealed. And so we anticipate it, anxious about it, only to find out in order to get there, we have to go through the process. Can I say that one more time? As we press forward, God provides what is needed to occupy until he returns, to be fruitful and multiply, to subdue the earth and replenish the earth, to be productive and proactive in advancing God's kingdom in the earth. God provides visions, dreams, giving us a glimpse of the greater that's in store for us here because of the greater works he desires to do through us. God provides business ideas, strategies, creative and innovative downloads for us to succeed in life. We begin to find ourselves getting excited because of what God revealed to us. And so once again, we start anticipating it. We expect it. And at times, we even become anxious about it, only to find out in order to get there, what God had revealed to us, in order to receive what God promised to provide, in order to flow in the place where God promised to take us, we find out in order for this to take place, we have to go through the process. And so although through this chapter, God is letting us know no one is excluded from going through anything. He's also letting us know no one is excluded from going through the process in order to get access to what he promised. This is why we need to keep our faith in motion, family, because in spite of challenges, in spite of obstacles, in spite of attacks, in spite of hardships, God is saying to us tonight, the process is mandatory. Nothing has changed. The Lord is saying to us tonight, the process is still mandatory. And even when you think you can, as we've read in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, when it comes to going through something, when it comes to getting to where God promised to take you, when it comes to receiving from God, God is letting us know the process is mandatory. You can't skip it. You can't dodge it. You can't go around it. But you have to learn how to press forward through it. And so in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11, tells us, God tells us through King Solomon, he says, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong. The race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. And as we've all heard, but to those who endure to the end. Can I say it again? 
So in this chapter, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11, God speaks through King Solomon and he says, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. So as we've also heard, family, those who endure, right? But not to those who, <laughs> hallelujah. And so here's how, here's how the Lord broke it down to me. I'm going to give it, as I say all the time, I'm going to give it to y'all how God gave it to me. The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. And as we've all heard, but to those who endure to the end, but to those who don't complain, but to those who don't give up, but to those who don't try to scheme or scam, but to those who don't try to take the easy way out. This means that even if you are not the smartest, even if you are not the strongest, even if you are not the most knowledgeable or best looking in the natural, God can still do what he promised. God can still give you good success. God can still do what needs to be done. God can still work out every situation for your good. God can still deliver. God can still restore. God can still make ways out of no way because no one is excluded from going through anything. No matter what, God can still bring you out of it when you fully depend on him. It's, it, it is not always the best, the strongest, or the fastest who reap the rewards of life. The race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but to those who endure to the end. This is why you have to keep your faith in motion. Family, it may sound mean, but you have no choice. You have to keep believing. You have to keep working. You have to keep serving. You have to keep pressing, keep praising, and keep praying. You have to keep pressing towards God. Keep praising his holy name and keep praying for things to change. Why? Because nothing can stop a believer that believes. Why? Because God is our strength, strength like no other. Why? Because with God, we can be brave in the face of adversity. Why? Because with God, we are victorious. If you are in the process of where God is taking you, that is a time to rejoice. Listen, I'm going to give it to you like God gave it to me. If you are in the process of where God is taking you, that is a time to rejoice. It is not time to let uncertainty frustrate you. It is not a time to be in your feelings. It is not a time to have a pity party. It is a time to rejoice. You just have to endure by faith patiently until you get there. Why? Because God's way is the best way. Why? Because God can't fail. He never has and he never will. So when you're going through the process, family, how do you know? How do you know you're going through the process? 
so that you don't allow yourself to become distracted or hurt as if God has forgotten about you. Here's how. Because God's process always begins with leaving the children. Break this down. I'm going to take my time on this part. How do you know when you are going through the process? How do you know when God has begun the process of preparing you, of pruning you, of grooming you, of equipping you the way he's taking you? How do you know when you are officially in the process of what God promised to do in your life? This is how you know, because God's process always begins with leaving the familiar. God is going to break you out your comfort zone. He's going to stretch you. He's going to put you in a position where what you're used to, he's going to stretch you out of it. He's going to command you to leave the areas you dwell in that is too familiar to you. He begins to lead you in new and different ways. This is how you know when you're in the process. How else can you know when you're in the process, when God is leading you to where he promised to take you? Because God's process always involves recognizing that God is with you. Have every has anybody out there ever felt like you was all alone? Have you ever felt like you was abandoned? Have you ever felt like there was no hope? Have you ever felt like you were stranded? Have you ever gone through a season or a tough time where it seems as if God wasn't speaking and the people that you thought you can depend on wasn't there. They disappointed you. They let you down. Who, who you thought you can reach out to, you found out that you couldn't. Has anybody out there ever felt that you were all alone, that you had nowhere to turn, that you had no plan B, no plan C, no plan D? You felt like it was a done deal. You felt like it was over. You felt like it was the end all be all. But family, I'm here to let you know tonight that when you're going through God's process, God's process involves you recognizing that God is with you when you can't sense him, when you can't hear him, when you can't feel him. You got to recognize that I'm going through the process of where God is taking me. Uh, it don't matter what it feels like. It don't matter how it looks. It don't matter what people are saying. It don't matter who didn't show up. All I know is if I remain consistent, if I remain steadfast, if I remain unmovable, if I remain faithful, all I know is at some point in time, God is going to show up and work it out suddenly for my good. How do you know when you're going through God's process? How do you know when you're going through God's process? Because God's process always comes from the word God speaks to you. Break it down tonight. How do you know when you're going through God's process? Because God's process always comes from the word God speaks to you. Why? Because God's process is designed. Some of y'all ain't going to like this, but I told you I'm going to give it to you how God gave it to me. Listen, 
when, when you're going through God's process, you will know because God's process always comes from the word God speaks to you. And here it is. Why? Because God's process is designed to cause us to trust him in everything. <laughs> God's process is designed for us to trust him in everything. God's process involves him positioning us where we have no choice but to depend on him, where you can't go to your boss, where you can't go to your family member, where you can't go to the government. You can't depend on the world system because where you are is above your capabilities because what you need to happen in your life, man can't do it for you. You have no choice but to trust God. Even though you don't like the feeling of where you are throughout the process, even though you don't like what God is taking you through, even though you don't like what God is allowing to happen in your life, what he's allowing you to experience, what he's allowing you to go through so that you can learn, so that he can build your character, so that he can renew your mind, so that he can purify your heart, so that he can teach you how to deal with people, so that he can teach you how to represent him right. However God chooses to lead you, I'm here to let you know tonight that you got to keep your faith in motion because the process is mandatory. And when God takes you through his process, his process is designed for you to trust him in everything. Instead of drowning in your feelings and your emotions, Instead of allowing yourself to be frustrated, instead of allowing yourself to have a pity party, instead of allowing yourself to sit around and mope trying to get the attention of others, you got to recognize that God is the one who's in control. God is the one who has our power. God is the only one who can do what needs to be done. This is mandatory. Why? Because here it is, slowly. I'm going to say this one slowly. The process is mandatory. Why? Why is the process mandatory? Here it is. You ready for it? You ready for it? Here it is. The process is mandatory because who you are becoming while you're waiting is more important than what you're waiting for. Hey! Say it one more time. Hey, glory to God. Say it one more time. Oh, glory to God. Glory. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Say it one more time. Here it is. When you're going through God's process, you'll know that you're going through God's process because God's process is designed for you to trust him in everything. Why? 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 Because who you are becoming is more important than what you're what you're waiting for. While you're waiting, it's who you're becoming that is more important than what you're waiting for. That's why God's process is mandatory. Because God got to renew your mind. God has to filter you. He has to filter your heart. He has to filter your speech. He has to filter your thoughts. He has to clean you up. He has to get you right tonight because the, oh, here it is. 
I, I thought it was later on, but the Lord said it's right now. So check it out. You may have found yourself saying, God, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long? I'm here to tell you just like God told me when I was writing this down as he was speaking. Listen, listen, I need you to prepare yourself. I need you to prepare yourself. Some of you are going to understand when I get ready to say this. Some of you are getting ready to understand when I say this because you have an understanding that you're going to value when you finally get to where God is taking you. Some of you are going to understand when I say this because you've seen what the Lord has in store for you. God has given you a glimpse. He's giving you a glimpse of where he's taking you. He's giving you a glimpse of what he has in store for you. So when I say this, some of you will understand. Some of you won't get offended. Some of you won't allow yourself to get caught up in your feelings or your emotions. The process is mandatory because when you're going through God's process, family, here it is. You may say, why is it taking so long? Here it is because God delayed it so that you won't destroy it. You may say, God, why is it taking so long? Why is it taking so long for the doors to open? Why is it taking so long for the supernatural financial increase? Why is it taking so long for the connections? Why is it taking so long for the relationships I need? Why is it taking so long for the marriage I dream of? Why is it taking so long to start this business? Why is it taking so long for forward movement? The Lord is saying to you tonight, because you need to do an assessment. You need to check your thoughts. You need to check your heart. You need to check how you've been treating people. You need to check how you've been responding to situations. You need to check how you've been carrying yourself. You need to check if you've been obedient. You need to check if you've been responding to my voice. You need to check if you've been intentional. You need to check if you've been putting in the work. But overall, God says you need to check if you're trusting me because the only reason why it seems that it's taking so long, God is saying he delayed it so that you would not destroy it. God, is he wants you to learn how to save. He wants you to learn how to budget. He wants you to learn how to invest. He wants you to learn how to become debt-free. He wants you to learn how to be financially stable. He wants you to learn how to be obedient. He wants you to learn how to be intentional. He wants you to learn how to maintain your character. He wants you to learn how to maintain your peace. He wants you to learn how to maintain your joy. He wants you to learn how to forgive. He wants you to learn how to love anyway. He wants you to go through the process. Because where he's taking you, he does not want you to destroy it. He wants you to mishandle it. He says the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Yes, we know it's a fixed fight. Yes, we know it's already done. Yes, Jesus already won the battle. But there, oh, just like he said in his word, Jesus suffered, so we got to suffer. He went through. So we got to go through. He had to go through the process. He didn't sit on the, the throne at God's right hand as soon as he came to earth. When Jesus came to earth, he didn't come to earth and right away get access to the right hand of the throne of God. 
He didn't avoid going to Calvary. He didn't avoid. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He didn't avoid going to Calvary. He didn't, even when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, even when he prayed and he asked God to take the cup away from him, he said, he shifted. He said, Lord, take this cup away. He said, but at the end of the day, he knew that he had no choice but to trust God. He says, not my will, but thine will be done. When Jesus came to the world, he went through the process. He did not give up. He went through the process of being ridiculed. He went through the process of being come up against. He went through the process of being plotted on. He went through the process of being rejected. He went through the process of walking in his purpose. He went through the process of walking by faith and not by sight. He went through the process of obeying God. He went through the process. And because he went through the process, he came out as pure gold. He came out victorious. He came out with all power. He came out with all authority. He came out reigning supreme. He came out with the devil defeated. He came out when he went in. To understand that God's process is mandatory. God's process is mandatory. We know it's a fixed fight. We know the battle is already won, but we got to go through some things to learn some things. We got to go through some things to learn some things. That's why God's process is mandatory. You may have found yourself. It's taking so long. God says, I delayed it so you wouldn't destroy it. Going through the process, family, God will allow you to see. Now, this is, I want you to receive this because this is, you may, some of you got convicted tonight. Listen, I get convicted when I'm reading God's word and I'm writing these sermons and I'm writing notes. Listen, I get convicted too. Can, I, I'm going to share, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help somebody tonight. Let me bless you tonight. Let me bless you tonight. Listen to me closely. Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is not condemnation. Conviction is not an opportunity for you to run from God. It's an opportunity for you to run to God. Conviction is an opportunity to grow. Conviction is an opportunity to take accountability. Conviction is an opportunity to take responsibility. Yeah. And so when you get convicted, don't run, don't hide, don't give up. Don't curse God. Just take it like a man. Take it like a woman. Do what you got to do. Learn what you got to learn. Get equipped because I'm telling you, it's going to benefit your life in the long haul. Fit your life in the long haul. Con- conviction is not condemnation. Stop feeling like it's the end of the world when you get convicted. That's what the Holy Ghost, that's what he's supposed to do. He's doing his job. He's making sure you make the right decisions. He's making sure you're not in the wrong places at the wrong time. He's making sure you're not hanging around the wrong people. He's making sure you're not getting caught up or allowing yourself to be deceived. He's making sure you're not allowing your flesh to lead you, but you are allowing him to lead you. I'm helping you tonight if if you're willing to receive it. But I say all that to say as the Holy Spirit is leading me. It's not it's not all about just you know just just checking yourself because of all the bad things that may have been done or the areas you may not have grown in yet. 
No, because here it is. God is still your loving, eternal father. He still loves you. He got prosperity on his mind. He says, I know the thoughts I thank for you, thoughts for good and not for evil, to give you hope in the future. He says, for I know the plans I have, say of the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Listen, you ought to get excited because when it comes to you, God knows you by name. He knows your heart. He knows the very number of hairs on your head. He knows you from the inside out. He knew you in your mother's womb before you were born. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. But I've come to let you know tonight that God has not forgotten about you. I've come to let you know tonight when it comes to you being on God's mind, guess what? You ought to get excited as you go through the process because God got prosperity with your name attached to it. God, prosperity is mine with your name attached to it. So hear the word of the Lord. I want you to receive this. I'm going to speak this over you. Hear the word of the Lord. This is going to be good to you for those willing to receive. Going through the process, God will allow you to see what he has in store for you. You know he's giving you access. Going through the process, God will allow you to see what he has in store for you to let you know he's giving you access. God will show you what he has in store for you to let you know, listen, I got something specifically for you. I've got something uniquely that I put in place for you. I got something that I'm going to allow you to manage. I got something I'm allow you to be a good steward over. I've got something. I feel God. I've got something that's going to blow your mind. And so God would allow you to see it to let you know that's right. I got something good for you. I got a, I got a greater responsibility. Not only do I have greater blessings in store for you, but I got a greater assignment. Oh, I'm going to use you to change the world, just like I did with Mary. Oh, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, and the angel of the Lord told her, oh, there's uh, someone in you. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord has put something, someone in you. And, and you are to name him Jesus, and, and you're going to give birth to him. And when you give birth to him, he's going to change the world. And Mary didn't hesitate. She didn't second guess. She didn't question. She said, be it unto me. And I'm here to let you know tonight that God has put something in you that's going to change the world. But you got to give birth to it. And I'm here tonight to to tell somebody who is willing to decree and declare, be it unto me, be it unto me. God, whatever you download in me, I'll give birth to it so that it can change the world. If it means that I have to go through a process that I won't even like, I trust you so I'll go through it because I know I'll come out better than when I went in. So God, going through his process, He'll allow you to see what he has in store for you to let you know, that's right, build your faith. That's right, I'm fully assuring you. That's right, I do have something in store. That's right, it's going to be amazing. That's right, it's going to, be, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be beyond what you've been expecting. It's going to be beyond. Listen, you heard, who I hear you got. God says, 
you heard him speak it. Now he's going to allow you to see it. Hey, God said he heard, you heard him speak it. Now he's going to allow you to see it, to let you know it's on the way. It's on the way. I got to calm down. It's on the way. It's going to allow you to see it. You know, it's going to give you access to it. Then God will take you. God will allow you to see it. You know he's giving you access to it. Then, then family, God will take you, process you. He will prepare you. God, hear the word of the Lord for those who are ready to receive. God is getting you place ready for it to handle it. Spirit of the Lord, those who believe will prepare. Those who believe will get ready. It's going to take you to move by faith to get in position for this. You know what you saw. You know what you heard God speak. You need to discern to make sure it's God because if it was God, it should have been good. Plans is to prosper you and not to harm you. And not just to prosper you, but he's going to prosper you so you can prosper others because he wants to work through you. He's not just going to bless you for you to live luxurious by yourself. He's going to bless you so that you can bless others. Trust you. Trust you to be a sower because he gives seed to the sower. Let's go. So God will show you what he has in store for you to let you know he's giving you access to it. Then he'll process you. He'll prepare you so that you can be ready to receive it. Getting you ready. Let you know how to handle it. So receive this tonight, family. God is saying, I'll give you the keys so you you give you the keys show you what's in store for you. Bring you all the way back and process you. Come on. I'm going to say this slow because I need you to receive. You've been feeling like there's been uncertainty. You've been feeling like what's going on, God. Where you at? I don't feel you. I don't discern. I I don't care you. What's happening? I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm stagnant. God is saying, listen to these words right here to you tonight. Here's your clarity. God is saying to you, I'll give you the keys. I'll show you what's in store for you. Then I'll bring you all the way back. I'll process you. And then you access. Making sure you know how to handle it. What I'm before, thus say of the Lord, good steward over it. To you tonight. I'm giving you access to a new realm, to a new place. Ooh, somebody receiving this tonight. God is saying to you tonight, I'm giving you access to a new realm, a new realm in the spirit, a new realm in the earth. He is saying that I'm giving you access to the supernatural, hey, to a new place. God is going to process you so that when you get it, you don't lose it or mishandle it. going to get you a place of promise.
saying to you tonight, I am the God of results. I am the God of results. I am the God that produces results. Hear this word from the Lord. He is saying to you tonight, I am the only true living God, the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. I am the Savior of the world. I am thy Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God. I am saying to you tonight, thus saith the Lord, I am the God of results. I am the God that produces results. So hear me now. Don't doubt me. Just trust me. Don't doubt me. Just trust me. Don't doubt me. Just trust me. Thus saith the Lord. God, just trust God. Don't doubt God, just trust God. The process is mandatory. Doubt God, just trust God. You can't skip it. You can't dodge it. You can't get around it. God is preparing you for your place of promise, but he wants to make sure that you'll be ready for it. To persevere means you in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty. To persevere means to continue in a course of action even in the face of difficulty. That means I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep giving God praise. I'm going to keep worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to keep singing. I'm going to keep doing what the Lord tell me to do, what he's already blessed me to do. So in this new season, family, you don't need I need you to hear this. To hear this season. No one misleading you. I need you to hear this tonight. In this new season, you do not need no one misleading you. You don't need no one not rightly dividing God's word of truth. I'm going to tell it to you like God said it to me. You do not need anyone that's not rightly dividing God's word of truth. You don't need to be around nobody that can't add value to the process God is taking you through. Hey, can I stay right there? Do not need anybody that is not adding value to the process God is taking you through. What is God saying to you tonight? You don't need anybody that is going to cause distractions. You don't need anybody that don't know how to pray. You don't need anybody that don't know how to intercede on your behalf. You don't need anybody that's going to be jealous. You don't need anybody that's going to be intimidated by your success. You need somebody that understands when one is blessed, we all are blessed. We need somebody that understands if I pray for you, for God to do what needs to be done in your life, then I'm going to reap for what I've sown. You need somebody that understands. I don't have to be intimidated by your success because just as well as God has greater in store for you, he has greater in store for me. What God has for you is for you, and what God has for me is for me. 
You need somebody that understands that they are never in competition with you because we serve the only true living God who is limitless, who God, when it comes to God, there's no limits, no boundaries, no, to what God can do and how far he can take you. Anybody. You don't need anybody adding value to the process, taking you through people who don't go to the word of God, people who don't go to God in prayer. Hallelujah. You need people who will be in agreement with you. I tell my wife this all the time. I tell my family this all the time. I tell them this all the time. We got to be in agreement because there's power in unity. Matthew eighteen nineteen. when two in the earth touch on anything, Jesus said in his name, he said his father in heaven will do it. James chapter 5, verse 16, confess your faults one to another that ye may be healed because the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth must. God is telling us how to get the breakthrough. We got to come into agreement. We're on the same page of one mind, as he said in Philippians, one mind. He said in Colossians, having the word of God richly dwelling in us. Anybody be around that does not have good intentions. You don't need to be around anybody that does not have good intentions. I'm not saying, I'm not promoting negativity. I'm not promoting division because remember, I always say this, when God gives me speaking points to say these things, I always, God allows me to clean it up as well. Promoting division, I'm not promoting negativity. Because we still have a responsibility to walk in love. We still are commanded and commissioned to forgive and to love and to care for them anyhow. He says, love your enemies, feed your enemies, clothe your enemies, give your enemies something to drink. Give them whatever they ask for, to be divided. I'm not saying that we have to be negative. What I'm saying is what God is telling me to say to you tonight is that you just need to be mindful of who you allow in your environment that will contaminate what you're pressing towards. You don't need to be around anybody. You just got to have a mindset, listen, I love you. No love lost. I love you. You don't even have an opportunity to say it to them. Actually, you just know it in your own mind. You might not have to say it to them, but if the opportunity presents itself, yes, you can say it in a respectful way. But... For the most part, you just have it on your mind because you know what God showed you. You know what needs to be done. You know who you need to be around, who you don't need to be around, who you need to let in your circle, who not to let in your circle. So what you need to do is just have that mindset that, listen, there's no love lost. I love you. I'm here for you. Call me if you need me, but I got to keep it moving. I can't hang around with y'all. Do. I can't get involved in that. I can't go where y'all go. I can't do what y'all do. I can't think like you think. I can't speak like you speak. I can't function how you function. I love you. Believe me, I love you. I really do. I love you so much. We good. We good. We good. I love you. You family. You my boy. You, you my homegirl. Whatever it is, I love you. 
but I got to keep it moving. I'm on a mission. I have an assignment. I've been tapped into the purpose that God has exposed me to. I've accepted Jesus Christ in my life, and I can't do what I used to do. I can't live how I used to live. I can't talk how I used to talk. I can't go where I used to go. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission for greater. I'm on a mission to advance God's kingdom. I'm on a mission to glorify God. I'm on a mission to tell this dying world that Jesus saved. Think about how good it's been to you. You can declare boldly, God, I will persevere through the process. Family, I'm here to let you know tonight, God provides you with strength to be strong enough to persevere. And because so, we've got to keep ourselves focused because God keeps us covered because of his amazing love for us. And the more reason, this is, this is all the more reason to keep our faith in motion, keeping ourselves in alignment with God and his word. We've got to keep ourselves in position for where God is leading us and for how he wants to use us for him to get all of the glory. That's why you've got to keep your faith in motion. For your faith to be in motion, it is to be effective, active, and in use. To keep something in motion is to be consistent. It is to be a good steward over it. That's right. You're being a good steward over your faith. You're feeding your faith the word of God. Something being in motion means that it is literally happening. It's like being on a bike and you pedaling. The longer you pedal, the longer the wheel. The more you pedal, the more the wheel going to keep spinning. If you stop pedaling, the wheel going to stop spinning. But if you keep pedaling, that wheel going to keep spinning. That's how your faith is. As long as you keep your faith active, as long as you keep feeding your faith the word of God, your faith is going to continually be in motion. For your faith to be in motion means that it's happening. It's active. And so what am I saying? When your faith is in motion, God's word is working. Because in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, the word of the Lord says, his word is at work in those who believe. So that means you got to believe in order for God's word to be working within you, through you, and all around you. When your faith is in motion, so is your breakthrough. When your faith is in motion, so is your healing. When your faith is in motion, so is restoration. When your faith is in motion, so is your deliverance. When your faith is in motion, so is your provision. When your faith is in motion, so is the new job. When your faith is in motion, so is the vision. When the, your faith is in motion, and no matter what, family, you've got to keep your faith in motion because when your faith is in motion, God's word is working. The race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. The race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Hallelujah. But to those who endure to the end. Family, I'm here to let you know tonight, no matter what, no matter what comes your way in motion, keep your faith in motion because the process it is mandatory. You can't skip it. You can't dodge it. You can't get around it. But you got to learn how to press forward through it because the process is equipping you. God's process 
is equipping you for the greater that he has in store for you. Are you encouraged tonight? Very quickly, you listened tonight, you heard the word, you received the word. I want to extend an invitation for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. Don't hesitate. Don't second guess. Don't question. The word of the Lord says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The word of the Lord says in Romans 10 and 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm here to let you know tonight, family, falling in love with Jesus is the best decision you can ever make in your life. I am a witness. In spite of distractions, in spite of what comes your way, with God, you will never be disappointed. If that's you tonight, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me. In falling short of your glory, I believe that Jesus Christ is God for my sins. I believe that Jesus Christ rose with all power. I believe that Jesus Christ is so real and so alive. Jesus, save me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior to my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. And have your way so that I live according to God's word, his will, and his way. In Jesus' name, amen. So check it out, family. If you repeated that prayer for me and you fully believe, guess what? You just got saved. And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. This is the first day of the best days of the rest of your life, and we welcome you into the family of God, and we encourage you to get into a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can help you go spiritually through the Word of God, and you can encourage and inspire each other to stay focused and always press forward by faith, showing each other an abundance of love, allowing the love of Christ to flow through you. Why? Because by faith we do. For we walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to be encouraged. It gets hard sometimes. But as we've learned in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, everybody goes through something. If not, the same thing. God is the one who decides whether they favor or not. Don't matter if you're good, if you're bad. Doesn't matter if you're righteous, unrighteous. Doesn't matter if you're circumcised, uncircumcised. Doesn't matter if you're religious, irreligious. It don't matter if you're skillful, unskillful, whatever it is. Everybody goes through something. And we have to trust God as we go through the process to know that we will always come out better than when we went in. I'm here to let you know tonight, keep your faith in motion. Family, I love you so much. I look forward to reconnecting with you next month as we continue in this series in motion. We're going to get into part seven. And I believe as God continues to lead us, it's going to get better and better. Somebody getting delivered. And God is getting the glory. Whew, you're getting closer to your breakthrough. You're getting closer to your place of promise. I love you. By faith, be good. 
for we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm out. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me.